What up, Bears fans? We got a big victory today, finally, after waiting for at least a year to get a, a home field game where we fucking won and I was in attendance. It's been way too long and baby, did it feel good. I'm feeling good. I'm riding high tonight. Bears got the dub, 30 to whatever. Can't believe we let those assholes score a touchdown at the end, but who cares? Fuck them. We kick some ass, baby, and Baguette is the guy. He is who I thought he was, baby. I didn't even listen to the post-game interviews. I didn't listen to shit yet, and I don't need to listen to it because Baguette is the guy, baby. I mean, where do I even start? That guy came out, a couple of opening drives, not much happened, but that guy came out and ran the offense like it was his to run, threw the football around like it was his to throw, and got his guys and his fans behind him like they were his to own the entire time. Been waiting to see a quarterback who comes out and actually knows what the fuck he's doing, and Baguette was the guy, and he did it, and he got her done today. And we came out with a big dub, and I don't want to see Justin Fields starting as our quarterback ever again. Please, God, keep that guy off the field. If Baguette, what he showed us today, if the, if the coaches and the higher-ups didn't see what everyone else saw today and they end up trying to put Fields back out there, God, are we going to be pissed off, and it won't just be me. Everyone saw it today. Where are you at now, you Justin Field lover fuckers? What are you going to say now? Justin Fields is still your quarterback? I don't fucking think so. Baguette is the guy. He isn't the greatest quarterback on the planet, but by God, I mean, he came out for his first NFL start, and he came out and he pimped around the field like it was his. The guy threw the football to people, everybody. He didn't just throw to DJ Moore. He spread the ball around the field. He came up, and he got his guys in the huddle, juiced up, and ready to snap the football every time. He came out and he was reading the defenses and he called audibles because he could actually read the defense and he was throwing the ball safely to places where the receivers could actually catch the football and the defenders would never have a chance to get on the ball. He was throwing the ball all over the place like a J. He was making smart decisions in the pocket, moving up when he needed to. He could feel guys coming behind him. I mean, the offensive line played better today. God bless him. But they weren't perfect on the pass protection. But Baguette didn't need perfect pass protection. He was moving around. He would roll out and get rid of the football before he would take a sack. He would ditch the football when he was getting hard pressured and the guys couldn't contain instead of taking a sack like Justin Fields would. He came out and was the guy. He ran. He ran for multiple, multiple times for 10-plus yards to get first downs when we really needed him, when nothing else was opened up. I mean, the, and the Bears, I mean, I don't know what gets he. I, I really don't understand. Maybe this is what he wanted to do the whole time, the whole master plan thing. We'll get into the conspiracy with that a little later. But Deontay Foreman came out and ran the football great for us. A couple other guys were really pounding the ball, you know, doing what they could to, to keep the clock rolling and the time of possession and to keep the ball out of the other guy's hands. And we were scoring touchdowns at the end of drives. That's how you win football games, goddammit. Man, 17, baby. Let's ride or die with that guy. 
Let's get the dub streak going. I don't see why we can't be a lot of teams, beat, beat a lot of teams on the upcoming schedule with the way that that guy played football today and with the way the defense looked. How you would even consider getting rid of Jalen Johnson after today is beyond me. That is a guy that you build the football team off of. He is the leader on the defense. He may not be the most, you know, talkative, the most whatever, but that guy leads by example, and he knows how to get it done. Multiple interceptions today, mostly due to bad throws by whoever was playing quarterback for the, the Raiders, you know, most of the time. Fuck them. But we still pick the ball off. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds got that interception off of a tipped ball. He, ca- he had his head on, sc- screwed on straight today, and he, he, he was heads up and caught the football and made that first interception. And then, of course, Jalen Johnson in the north end zone, baby. Pick six. Pick six. I haven't seen the defense score a touchdown in so goddamn long. I couldn't even fucking believe it. And there he was. Number 33, baby, deja vu. Looked just like Tillman picking it off and taking it to the house with blockers, with an entourage. The defense looked fantastic. They let some things slip here and there. You know, it's that bend-don't-break defense that they want to run. Fine. They were bending, but they rarely broke. They didn't let them score a touchdown until the very end of the game when it didn't even fucking matter anymore. They were holding them to field goals, and they were holding them to three and outs, and they were holding them at midfield when they needed to get off the field to get our offense back on the field. And Baguette had us juiced, baby. He had us juiced up. I know he had his offense juiced because they were playing for him like he was their quarterback, and he got the fans juiced up because he knew we needed to see some good quarterback play, and he knew he was the guy to put it on the field today. I love to see the way he was getting us riled up and doing, you know, you know, egging on the, the, the fan base to get louder for him and, and to cheer him on because he knew he was working their way down the field and they were getting it done. And it was beautiful. The blocking scheme, the offensive line, again, the pass protection today didn't look fantastic, but it looked better than last week by far, that's for sure. But the running game, I mean, if we had our, our starters, Foreman did a great job today, all, all props to him. I mean, he was running the ball hard for us, and he was getting into the end zone, and he was knocking guys on their fucking ass. I mean, it was just bare football gameplay all day on all sides of the football, except for the one bad punt that Trenton Gill had. That's, I think that was the worst punt I saw him kick. Uh, what was it, in the third quarter today or something? That was, was kind of interesting. I'd never seen him kick that bad before. But, hey, it didn't matter anywho because we came out with the win. He, have he got 40 time. seconds yeah, on the clock. What the fuck are we doing here? Come on. They don't know what they're doing. Call a fucking timeout already. That's coaching now. That's not his No, it's not. This is... Oh, you got to be fucking me. You just ran 20 seconds off the clock. Jesus. There's nobody there. Oh. You got plenty. Take a goddamn timeout. They just wasted fucking 25 seconds for absolutely fucking nothing. You got three timeouts, Saber Flow's fucking hands up! Foreman looked great. The other two running backs got some yardage here and there. You know, it was whatever. We really need our number one guys back because the offensive line in the run protection, including 
the uh, the tight ends, Mercedes Lewis, man, he could really block for us. And Komet was doing all right with the blocking today. But there were holes open left, right, and sideways. And then when the holes came to get filled by the Raider, you know, defensive backs, man, they was he was just running them over. He was getting good yardage all day. And it ended up scoring touchdowns. And it was great. I saw Tyler Scott get the football a few times. Baguette seems to like that guy. You know, a little rookie on rookie loving. That's for sure. DJ Moore touched the ball. He didn't break for anything big, but he did his part. And so the offense, or the offense was doing so much all over the place with running the ball and controlling the rock. I mean, the Raiders' defense never had a chance. They were gassed the whole time. And even if they had any kind of energy, Baguette had things all over the place that they didn't even know where he was going to go. They didn't know who to cover or where to focus anything. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Of course, I recorded a little in-game audio today. And, gee, me and, my ba- me and my father both called a couple of really great plays. There was a point, you know, where we were in the red zone after running the ball all the way down the field like the Bears fucking should and ramming those assholes on their ass where it's like the defense was so spread out. It's like, fuck, I mean, they think we're going to throw the ball. They don't know if we're going to run the ball. It's like the defense was so spread out. Let's just run it up their ass because they won't be able to stop us. And that's exactly what Foreman did. He shoved it down their throats and got into the end zone, and it was fantastic. Of course, after a couple of interceptions, my dad was juiced, calling for turnovers left, right, and sideways. And he called the turnover, man, Jalon Johnson. He's like, let's get it. Pick six, baby, big turnover right here. They snapped the ball, and what does Johnson do but run it back to the house? It was fucking beautiful, and you can't ask for a whole lot much, a whole lot more as a Bears fan because they gave you everything you could have wanted today. Turnovers on the defense, hard, hard nose, black and blue football. Defense was smacking guys around. The offense was shoving those defensive guys on their ass on the Raiders, and they had them on the noose the whole time. It's just good football. Of course, I've got some things to complain about. It seemed to me that in the third quarter, the referees were trying to fix the game to keep the Raiders in it. And they were calling some real horseshit holding calls and whatever, you know, you know, some uh, pass interference stuff that was just ridiculous that really ended up keeping the Raiders in the game in the third quarter. But even with all of that rigging and nonsense bullshit that the referees were calling, They never stood a chance. I mean, you could feel it in the third quarter. It was like, yeah, you know, we've thrown the lead like this before, 21-6 to or whatever it was at the time. It's like, yeah, we've thrown that lead. We've lost these games. But, man, you just felt that it wasn't going to happen to the day. That the defense just wouldn't let up, man. They really kept on the ball. You know, there was some stuff that happened. You know, you're not going to win on every down. But they won the game. They won a lot of the battles. Not all of them, but they won the war today. And the defense was out there. Britsker was keeping everybody juiced up. Stevenson even played better, you know, when he was he was in man coverage. And, oh, man. I hope y'all were getting the old styles cold today, chugging them at home during the game, and they don't fucking sell them at Soldier Field. God knows why. But Lord knows we're having some victory old styles and some stogies for dessert tonight. That's for sure. And what more is there to say? Oh yeah, I guess we could talk about the uh, the uh, the master plan. This past week, there was a lot of interesting talk coming from Getsy and Eberflus and whoever else 
and uh, talking about Baguette and, you know, how he was more or less going to end up starting and, and how did they feel about, you know, Baguette coming in to start and, and doing all this other stuff. And there was a lot of weird things that they said about, you know, it was all just part of the plan kind of thing. And this is how we, we, we knew things were going to go. We knew this was going to happen kind of stuff. And it's like, well, that's really interesting. Was their plan really to just shit on fields and make it so that, you know, he wasn't going to be able to run the offense the way that he maybe could have. I don't think he would have been able to do it. But maybe, you know, the team thought that Fields was better than he really is. And was it just just a shade on him so that Baguette could come in and be the guy? I don't know. That's kind of what it sounded like from some of the press conferences this last week. And, of course, I don't know if I really believe it. But there were some things that were said that were, were very interesting as far as, you know, Baguette eventually coming in to be the starting guy. Now, assuming that that's all false, what are they going to do now when Justin Fields says he's healthy, he's ready to go, and he wants to come in and play again? By God, I hope they don't give him that chance. Anyone with a couple of eyes that even remotely work could have seen that Baguette is obviously a better quarterback. His throwing mechanics are better, like I've said. He can actually read a defense. He can actually feel pressure when it's coming. He makes good decisions as a quarterback, getting rid of the football when he needs to, throwing the ball in good spots that the other defenders can't get to, and just, I mean, all of the above good quarterback play. Calling audibles, I don't even think I've ever seen Justin Fields do that. The team trusts him. The defense were behind him, man. The offensive line, I mean, they just looked like they, they wanted to protect this guy more than Justin Fields. Because, uh, because why? Who knows? Probably because of who he is. I mean, the guy's a stud. You know, and he was talking in press conferences this week, calm, collected, and ready to rock. And I said he could talk the talk, but let's see if he can really walk the walk, man. And he fucking ran today. That's for sure. So Fields better not come in now and expect to be getting that starting job back so easily. And they better not just hand it to him either unless they really just want to tank the season away, which, again, would be a complete shit on the organization, on the entire fan base as well, because there's nothing more pathetic than to just tank and lose games on purpose, because the point of playing football is to win games. Regardless of your, if you're going to end up going to the playoffs or not, you don't play for draft picks. You play for the glory of it. You play because you're the Chicago fucking Bears, and you play for the history of the team, the history of the franchise, and the way that the game is supposed to be played. So when Fields comes asking now, inevitably this week or next week or whatever it may be, those guys just better say, well, you're, you're the backup now. Because this guy came in, I mean, I mean, geez, could you could you imagine? I mean, first your first game starting, and I know you know there were people behind him in the media and some stuff, you know, that were interested in how he was going to come out and turn out to play. But you know, it's like I mean, the nerves. He handled it, you know. The talk. He handled it, you know. He came out like a fucking stud, like it was like it was just another day in the park, man. And I couldn't believe it. All right, Minnesota, get the fuck out of here. Figure out where you're going. So I don't know what else to say about it today, man. I hope we get uh, at least Roshan Johnson back for next week. It's been interesting for how long he's been out now with this concussion nonsense. Herbert's going to be another couple of weeks, of course. But the trade deadline comes up, and I said it weeks ago before Justin Fields, you know, ended up getting hurt. It's like, let's get rid of this guy. Let's trade him and get something for him. 
because he ain't doing nothing for us. And if someone else sees any kind of value in him, let's get some, let's get some something for him. Let's get some commodities of some, some shape or form. I mean, let's get some players on the defensive line. I don't know who's going to give us defensive linemen for Justin Fields. I mean, draft picks, let's, I mean, fuck it. At this point, I'll take anything for Justin Fields if anyone even thinks he's worth half a shit at this point. Let's get rid of the guy before the trade deadline. Don't you dare think about trading Jalen Johnson. Why you would do that or even consider it in the first place is beyond me. But after today's performance... You can't get rid of that guy. I don't care what someone will give you for him because you can get something from somewhere else. You got plenty of cap space. You already got plenty of picks. The Carolina Panthers are so dog shit. It doesn't matter how many games the Bears win. They're going to get one of the top couple of picks, you know, in the draft, regardless of how their schedule ends up panning out. So don't get rid of Jalen Johnson, man. That kid's a fucking bear. He plays like a dog. And he's a team leader. I mean, he's just, let alone one of the best corners in the NFL. I mean, that, I don't even watch a whole lot of other teams play football. But I ain't seen no one play like Jalen Johnson does, man. And he's, I, I mean, and a teacher. I mean, forget the fact that he's just fucking fantastic and a straight bear. But, man, I mean, you got to. You, they keep getting rid of everybody. I mean, you need teachers on the team. You keep, you know, trading for all these draft picks and all this other stuff. I'm sorry, your coaching staff ain't going to be able to teach anybody nothing. They've proved that to us already. It's like you got to have players who know what the fuck they're doing to come in and be the leaders and teach the younger guys that you're drafting and trading everything away for, you know, to get draft picks, to be able to teach them how to be a fucking bear, man. And Jalen Johnson is one of those few guys that we've got who's a bear and can teach people how to play and be a bear. <laughs> Britsker's growing into it. That's for damn sure. The guy's always got energy. The guy's always juice. And he knows how to come in and fucking hit people. And that's how you're supposed to play. You're supposed to knock people on their ass so that they feel it. You want them to feel it. You don't want to get. You don't want them to get up and play the next play. I mean, I don't want to call for them to injure people, even though I do plenty at the game. It's like, you know, you don't want people to get hurt. Wink, wink. But you want people to fucking feel it so that they they can't get up and play the next down, that they got to get off the field and take a couple of minutes because they got the air knocked out of them. You know, that's what being a bear is all about. It's fucking them up so much that they can't come and play anymore, that they feel it all week, and then that the next week they go to play somebody else, and they're still feeling it then too. And Britsker's that guy. But speaking of them, the linebacker play, again, uh, what, Edmonds had that interception today, which was nice. But the linebacker play, our run defense... Obviously, the line isn't so good uh, with the with the run defense, and that because we just don't have the personnel to get it done on the defensive line. But where are the linebackers on filling the gaps? I mean, I'm sitting there in the north end zone, and I can watch the plays develop. I mean, we're splitting the goalposts, so it's like we're dead center of the field looking at what the fuck's going on, and Britsker is the guy that's coming to fill the gaps on the running plays. Where I mean, where are the linebackers getting so locked up that they can't make more tackles on the running on the inside run game? I mean, when it gets to the sweeps and stuff, you know, some of the linebackers will get out there, and Jalen Johnson is there, and Stevenson, and whoever else we've got now. But again, Britsker's really the guy with the closing speed that's getting to the outside too. And I get that that's the job of the safety position, you know, is that you know you're the last guy back there, so you don't let anything get past you. But the linebackers shouldn't let be letting get things get past them on the inside runs. And we got to figure that out because they paid whatever big money 
you know, for these fucking linebackers and got rid of Roquan Smith, who was always the guy to fill that gap. And they're just not playing top level, you know, bare linebacker play. They're just, they're not, they don't look like Buckus. They don't look like Singletary. They don't look like, uh, you know, any of those fucking classic Bears linebackers that really define, you know, what it means to be a linebacker, you know, for the Bears. And they're just, they're just not doing it. And Roquan is filling that, or not Roquan, I wish he was. <coughs> Britsker's filling that gap. And I'm glad that he's there to do it. And he's, you know, he's a fucking, he's a G back there, man. But, I mean, our linebacker play should be better, as well as the defensive line. But the quality is just not there. And the quality is supposed to be there, hypothetically, at the linebacker position. But I'm still not seeing it. They're making tackles here and there. Fine. If they don't get, you know, ran over first. But they need to be doing more. They got to figure it out. I don't know who this snow guy that we hired or that, you know, Eberflus hired. A fucking nobody that he knew because of a friend of a friend of a colleague of a friend or whatever. They had their prerequisites for getting this fake defensive, you know, analyst or whatever the fuck they're going to call the position. He's like, yeah, it's got to be someone who knows the defense, you know, someone who we know, you know, who we've got connection with and who's going to be able to do whatever, whatever. And it's like you barely even knew the guy. You met him a friend of a friend of a colleague of a friend at the fucking combine once, and then all of a sudden he's working for you. It's like, and what, what kind of, uh, you know, resume did this guy have? He worked a bunch of college ball. He was, you know, working on the defense for Detroit when they went like 0-16 and just fucking sucked all the time. And then he was working for the Carolina Panthers when they were fucking dog shit too. So it's like, I don't understand why they keep hiring people (coughs) who just aren't proven and that just fucking suck. They're not proven to be good and they have been proven to fucking suck. So the, the logic behind that really just blows my fucking mind. And I really don't understand it or believe it. But whatever. We got the dub today. We got some games coming up that we can win. If we've got someone who can control the field as well as Tyson Baggett, 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 whatever, Baggett, I call him Baggett because I don't give a fuck. I'd still like to see Kramer come in at center, but uh, get Lucas Patrick out of there. Cram it up your ass, Kramer. But uh, that's to be seen. It's all hypothetical from here on out. We'll wait to see what the uh, what the post-game conferences sound like here when I give them a listen. But I might not even have the time anymore. So, bear down. Crack the old styles. Throw in a stogie or two. Celebrate the dub at home while we got one. Because you never know when we'll get another one. But the hope is once again alive with Tyson Baguette. Let him lead us to the promised land. Bear down, baby. Gotta believe the baguette, baby! Oh, why you wear?